Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The one thing that I remember from that Super Mario Brothers film, the <laughs> the big tall lizard things with the tiny heads. <laughs> yeah, what the hell are those? You know, isn't there a scene? <laughs> isn't there a scene in a lift or something where they're? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if they're dancing or something. Yeah, it's, exactly it's like that. their way of getting out of the lift without being noticed and they're all like swaying from side to side these weird they all got big gigantic trench coats on and they're all, like That's eight it. foot tall with these tiny lizard ends. yeah it's exactly that is that i mean that scene was just so random in terms of like and just stupid <laughs> i mean most of the film is stupid but that scene it just takes whatever kind of i mean again yeah what are those soldiers even you know i mean the fact they've got such a tiny head surely puts them at you know and they're kind of dinosaur creatures puts them at you know disadvantage anyway um but like they just make them so silly and so dumb and that elevates the scene with that kind of tricking them to dance like with each other and then you know afterwards you know bob hoskins who plays mario is like how did you know to luigi who's played by john Ligazamo, yeah, uh, and John Ligazamo justifies it by saying everyone loves to dance, and it's like, what? Like, <laughs> is that like just <laughs> everyone loves to? You know, that's just the, the way you know they kind of catch all for getting out any of any kind of awkward situation. Like, hey, just get people dancing. And I suppose the it worked for the mask though. You know, when he got held up by you know loads of police. So you know, maybe it was just this nineties you know kind of weird obsession with dancing. Out <laughs> yourself out of awkward situations. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Super Mario Brothers movie, if anyone, you know, is curious about it from the 90s, the kind of live-action one, it's on Amazon Prime, and... It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird, weird film. It's a good It's a good film for sticking on if you're intending to have a nap, because, you know, you don't feel guilty if you miss it. But yeah. it is kind of a very uh, strange film for even the 90s. I mean, just having Bob Hoskins in the role of, like, a, a New York plumber as Mario is just... So random, and like Dennis Hopper is Cooper, you know. Like, it's like there's some you know pretty massive actors in it, and they just and oh, uh, oh. John um, Legazama, yeah, yeah, as Luigi, yeah, yeah. He's very young in it, and it's just it's a weird film. I mean, it's so weird. Like they they bend over backwards trying to like make sense of the plot, which is kind of the funniest part, really. But it's, the whole thing is just. Yeah. Is, there, is there a princess in it to say? <laughs> yeah, there is. There is a Daisy. I, don't, I can't, can't remember what her name is, but she's kind of like a, a, a familiar face from the 90s, you could say. Like, she's been in a few things, but yeah, I don't know. Like, to be honest, the whole thing is just so, so weird. Um, and, you know, I mean, as I said, you know, if, if you're curious and you want to watch something nonsensical from the 90s, then, you know, put it on and Maybe have a nap. Um, Maybe have a nap, yeah. It's just so strange. It's got 4.1 on IMDb with a 35 meta score. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's just, you know, they just try and take all the, like, elements of, like, the Mario games, put them into, like, a live-action setting, which makes it so nonsensical and just so random. And, I mean, yeah, the whole thing really just doesn't make sense. But, you know, I mean, it's Mario. Ultimately, he's a plumber fighting giant lizards in drains, you know. It, it, but, yeah, here it just goes to another sort of oddity in terms of level. Um it's 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 weird though isn't it it's really really weird like there's some gross bits in it if i remember rightly um there are like, some... i can't remember maybe it's like the hatching of the dinosaurs or something like that or i don't know there's just some really random yeah, stuff. there is a hatching bit um again very remember. random but the storyline just makes no sense and uh, those lizards i think freaked me out for a while after seeing that film yeah i mean i think they freaked most people out to be honest it's uh just they're just so random they're just really crap bad guys and they make no sense and you know and that's kind of the thing which is sort of detracted from the game like i suppose their huge bodies would be like shells and like that's what they'd kind you know that's what they kind of fight but it's just no, basically no. no. Like it just no. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense ever. Really. Don't um, try and remake it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, you know, I'll take, in the game. <laughs> I mean, but if they did remake, I mean, the Sonic film wasn't too bad. So you know, the Sonic film plays well because it. The Sonic film goes like it knows what it is. Yeah. To a certain extent, so it. It just. It's not. It's not trying to radicalize Sonic's image and make him something completely different, like transition him into something different for film. They're not trying to go like a whole nine yards in a certain direction, are they? Yeah. It's very much like, okay, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. So we've got to, we've got to have the rings. We've got to have the running fast. Let's just, let's just make like a fun film. It you know it's 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 like a harmless film, isn't it? Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not rubbish. It's not great. It's just you can sit back with a bit of popcorn and watch it and not really have to worry about anything for a couple of hours. Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but which makes sense why they're doing a sequel because they're just these like harmless films, aren't they? Really, absolutely, absolutely. They are you know like fun. It was a good watch, and I mean you know if Mario kind of got that sort of similar treatment, it might work, but. I feel Mario would work better if you just took the characters out of the computer game like you did Sonic. So rather yeah. than have people play them, yeah, just have an animated Mario and Luigi in the real world or something like that. Don't don't try and recast them as real people and work that into a story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do risk running into very awkward territory. I mean, especially with Cooper, that they kind of you know Dennis Hopper was made up as as him and. The only thing which really alluded to Cooper was Dennis Hopper's hair, which was done into like little spikes, and it's just yeah, yeah. Oh god, like as I said, '90s cringe. You know, uh, it's 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 hilarious. It's there, you know, it's there for available, you know. But another thing that's available, Ben, which yeah. is bloody awesome this week, I have to say, Falcon versus Winter or Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, oh, I mean. Soldier, <laughs> I'm saying Falcon versus Winter Soldiers. You know, I'm still caught up on that Godzilla versus Kong vibe. You know, <laughs> yeah, they saw the Godzilla versus Kong, and there was like, let's change it for the last episode. Let's have a verse in there. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be hey, now this, yeah, 
so one one thing my highlight thing of the episode which i absolutely love we get a training montage oh yes i oh. love training montage <laughs> it's always gets you pumped i love a good training yeah. montage which you know is leading to a fight in some way but it's all it's always like yes i am yeah. ready for this i am so ready for this come on come on it's an hour long as well it's they're giving you the time this is the interesting thing about Falcon and Winter Soldier is because it's six episodes, not the nine of WandaVision. Mm. But the WandaVision was split up. I think very much it needed to be separated into nine episodes because each story had their own element to it. <coughs> so, but Falcon and Winter Soldier, playing the long game, but it's great to have so much content, loads of content. This is like three movies worth of content. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. I mean, this this episode particularly feels like that, you know, um, that kind of beat in a film where it's like preparing for, you know, the big, the big battle at the end again, you know. Um, and I mean, there was so much in this episode as well, which I'd like to kind of savor and enjoy. Um, you know, it's funny because in my notes, I've written down a very emotional episode um, mm. because there was just, I mean, every character that you've kind of basically met throughout the series has like you know a massive emotionally kind of like a, you know episode in, in a variety of ways from like obviously you know you start with Camden America and he's still reeling from killing that terrorist in in you know it, or the flag smasher in, in in daylight you know in front of everyone and everyone catching on their you know iPhones and streaming around the world and Captain America is actually just quite brutal really and uses his shield to like decapitate people just <laughs> like you know pretty intense um but then you know obviously the fallout from that and seeing him kind of in front of the court and and really you know kind of trying to justify what he had done as well i mean that's all you know even though he's obviously been painted as quite a you know a difficult sort of guy this john walker um you do feel a little bit sorry for him in a way because he's clearly just been thrust into a role where you know, I mean that. You know, watching the kind of the first Captain America and seeing how they were so, you know, the, the type of person that Steve Rogers was, and how special he was to be given the serum because he was so morally right. And you know, it's just it's interesting having seen that. You know, they've taken Johnny Walker and assumed that he'd be the same, and it's just worked out so badly. Really, you know, he's he, ultimately. I mean, he's a veteran, you know, who had, who'd been in like some pretty horrible situations. So ready to think about making him into Captain America. I mean, the guy probably already had you know, a fair amount of baggage, but seeing him now, it's just kind of exploding really. Um, but yeah, that was kind of interesting. And then obviously like, you know, Sam kind of going back to, back to, you know, his, his, his sister and, and his home and getting that rolling. And of course, you know, the winter soldier as well with, yeah, I mean, his whole sort of, idea around the shield i mean there's so many emotional beats in this uh episode um even to like carly you know uh, and the flag smashers getting more and more riled up and more angry and more determined to do to do something uh mental and yeah so it's it's a massively emotional episode and and as you said it feels like it's kind of building up to a big battle you know um there's just lots of things lining up i think you know yeah, there. It's it's an emotional way for a lot of characters. You have you have the really nice coming together of kind of Bucky and um, Sam, 
Mm. It's just like coming to help out to build the boat. I kind of like that whole going back to the family, all the friends that have helped out before and kind of that time to maybe just sit with the characters a bit more when they're not chasing something or pursuing something in that way. And once again, this is like a mini film because this episode is an hour long, probably 50 minutes of actual content, but it's films that are an hour and a half. So this is a good full on, it sets it up well because this is the essentially for the last two episodes this is the story base of the movie so that you get the finish part in the end you get the fight and you get the confrontation you get what everything's building up to and there's so many different elements i do kind of you do feel sorry for the character of john walker and you know the fact that because he's taken the serum and as we know what the serum does is it just highlights parts of everybody so or it sets it to a level which is an extreme version of that thing he obviously can't control this anchor and he might have always had that anger inside him but he's he's a veteran also he might be recently he obviously has made some mistakes and he's obviously not painted and written as the most likable character in the mcu but um yeah, he's kind of, you know he's got an ulterior motive, you know he's going to continue, well, we know that by first end of credit scene. Oh yes, finally. I <laughs> uh, finally get those end of credits, so seems to be the way. No end of credits for most of the episodes apart from the final two. I say two because undoubtedly, undoubtedly there has to be an end of, end of credit scene for the final episode because it's got to tee up or go into something. Absolutely. And, you know, talking about teeing up and going to something, one extremely pleasant surprise was the popping up of Julia Louise Dreyfus for me. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, this woman is just, um, I'm had a crush on her probably for like 20 years and still do. Like, she is just brilliant. She's such a good actress, but she's what she's perfect at. And this obviously stems from her Seinfeld years. She's perfect at comedic timing. That's like, that is her thing. And it's it's putting into it. And I feel almost this role that she's coming into is a blend of her time on Veep. I was just about to say. Well, one of, one of the, my favourite comedies, you know, of the past 70 years. And... Um, kind of her role in Seinfeld not as much but it's more her beep role that it's like leading into that it's just uh, what what a jolly pleasant surprise that was to see her come on screen I mean I was yeah smiling ear to ear seeing her as well Um, you know we've been discussing this power broker and who it could be how they could be presented and just to see her strut in like that I, I, I mean she is the power broker right I mean just we're assuming she is. I mean, she's she's got to be. You know, like. um, well, this is well, this is the thing. So, with her character that she's playing, which is um, Valentina, uh, forget me if I get any of this wrong in terms of pronunciation, but it's Valentina Allegra de Fonte. Yeah, nice one. Uh, I think that rolled off the tongue pretty well. So, <laughs> and I know her from some of the comics. A lot. Some people know her from the comics. Some people have never seen that character before. But she's kind of like a mixed bag in the sense that 
she at some points is an ally to Nick Fury uh, and then at other points isn't. She takes on the role of Madame Hydra, which obviously a number of different characters <clears throat> have been Madame Hydra over the years, but she was at one point. Um, but this is, what, what a, like talking about leading into stuff, she does play a role in like the Secret Invasion comics. And we know we have a Secret Invasion series coming up um, starring Samuel Jackson and starring Ben Ben Mendelsohn. I think that's his name, Australian actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of, maybe we got a tee up. It, it's interesting to know. So the end of WandaVision, we obviously get Skrull at the end of WandaVision, um, talking to Monica's character. Is that a direct lead-in to Captain Marvel 2, which I'm not too sure when that is being released. It might started filming or is it like are we getting a mishmash here of disney plus series rather than leading into films leading into other disney plus series which secret invasion would be a perfect crossover for those characters so interesting how she's going to come into it more are we going to see her again in the last episode i hope we do yeah Um, but also again i wouldn't be surprised if we don't or if we do see her it's an end of credits scene now, um, I, mean, I feel like we are because she's—we haven't seen her with Carly yet, you know—and discussing that whole situation of getting, you know, the serum back or you know some some result from that, really. And clearly, she's—I mean, <laughs> seeing how she's talking to, you know, to John Walker uh, and his wife outside. I mean, that was—I I, just—yeah. I mean, she—it's she reminded me of her character in Veep and the way that she. <laughs> But kind of just so, you know, cocksure and, and certain of herself that it's, you know, she was just so intimidating from just, you know, her her, <laughs> her demeanor um, in the role. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, such a great presence on screen. I mean, uh, also, did you notice the uh, purple hair and perhaps yeah. how, uh, you know, that similar to Madame Harkness that we, you know, we had seen in uh, One Division yes, and you know, yes. That we're getting all these kind of you know purple villains really. Um, Bring back Catherine Hahn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but you know it's hilarious because you know they've got Catherine Hahn. You know as, as Agatha Harkness, who's already like a hilarious, you know, female actress who's just been in so many great things and always is awesome. And now Julia Louis Dreyfus for the next you know kind of villainous role. Think, and, I don't think on screen could handle that uh, yeah. chemistry if those two were on screen together. I mean, I'm just wondering who they'd get next. You know, it's just I'm, I'm loving this sort of collection of uh, new female villains. You know, all all combined by the color purple, and you know, and they're just oh, it's just great. And as you said, like kind of dropping it in episode five, and like with this, and she only has this one scene as well, which just it, it it's just so oh, just great. You know, for, about scene stealer. Yeah, yeah. This, this is no um, like. This is no like tarnished to what Mr. Russell is doing, Wyatt Russell, because he's been brilliant. But there's just something about she just every now and again, an act, an actor, actress will come in, and it's the scene is just no matter how long they're on screen, they've just completely owned it, and you're, mean, just, I, you're just in. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole entire episode. That just that few minutes because she just she's absolutely bossed it. I mean, I think even Wyatt Russell was surprised by, you know, just her uh, kind of 
presence and I mean, he's just <laughs> gobsmacked by the end of it like uh what just happened you know yeah. like handing him a blank card with nothing on it it's that just, was brilliant <laughs> just, and telling was him what to do you know like he's been completely like run over by the you know the american military and then he's kind of not sure what to happen you know what to do next and she just comes along and rocks his world again and it's like yeah i mean you know it's such a great scene um actually another great scene in this episode another very emotional scene is um when sam goes to visit isaiah bradley and you know we we find out more about the the older super soldiers and what happened with him in the past and this was a scene that uh, this was a meeting that I really hoped we would get again after seeing his character for the first time briefly. I think maybe the second episode, maybe the third, I can't remember which one it was. Hmm. Um, I feel it's just a a very important scene and it's a really well-performed scene by both actors. Hmm. Um, It's a story that needs to be told. That element of the story needs to be told and I think it's very poignant and it was very important that it was told with um, Sam Wilson's character and with them two together and going through the history um, of why he wasn't the next Captain America and why his history was different to Steve Rogers. But that scene was very powerful, uh, really nicely shot. And I just feel it's a really important story element is Sam Wilson's arc. Yeah. That that, yeah. that was kind of a a moment that happened. I feel it, it's it's very it was just a it was just a really, really good scene. And yeah. it really elevated the episode. And also exploring what Captain America really means, you know, because we had discussed this in the last episode about, you know, Sam felt that he couldn't take it, uh, take the shield and take on the kind of moniker of Captain America, um, that it wasn't kind of his place. And, you know, and we had discussed that, you know, maybe this is because he's, you know, because he's, uh, you know, how would uh, America deal with a black Captain America and the world yeah. even, you know, um, and whether, you know, and as Isaiah Bradley highlights in, in the conversation that it's a, you know, blonde hair blue-eyed guy and and essentially what they are they just wouldn't be accepted um and you know it's particularly telling obviously when he even rejects seeing the the shield out of its out of its cover um which is that a symbol cover by the way like for drums because i feel that you know sam walking around with that people might think that he's some sort of drummer you know (laughs) but then like you know just have a couple of sticks pointing out the top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but it's um, such, yeah, it's a really powerful scene and, you know, really well performed by both actors. And, I mean, you know, I, I, I kind of, seeing Isaiah Bradley kind of talk about, you know, how he was essentially done over by the military. And I wish we kind of had, had a scene Though, I mean, to be honest, I mean, obviously it, it didn't really need it because both actors acted so well in terms of the emotional element and, and what they wanted to get across that, you know, you didn't really need it. But it, if only there'd been a scene where we, you know, kind of seen, uh, you know, Isaiah Bradley essentially freeing his, his, his um, you know, his, his fellow soldiers from the, the, from the POW camp that he was talking about. I mean, I, I kind of wish, and I don't know, I feel that maybe in the future we might get some some hint of that or something because it just it sounded like a really kind of important i suppose important um 
story in terms of how America has used the serum on their, their men and, and in terms of also America's role in kind of war that, you know, you'd expect them to go and save POWs and, you know, and if, if they were able to. And of course they, they didn't and it wasn't part of their mission and they actually, it was, became more of a convenience to get rid of them, you know. Mm. Um, and then Isaiah Bradley went and saved them and, and he got punished for it and they got like tested and stuff. And he has, you know, such a similar kind of arc to Winter Soldier that it's, it's, it's really interesting seeing the, the contrast between the two of them and, and essentially what kind of resulted from, from their stories. Um, and actually, you know, and, and, and the kind of injustice that, that happened to him because he was black, because essentially, I mean, the Winter Soldier assassinates every, every person on the planet and he's now kind of walking around freely in America, whereas Isaiah Bradley still has to pretend as if he's dead, you know? But also Bradley's story is Steve Rogers' story. It's yeah. his, it is the story of the first Avenger. It, it's it's Steve Rogers being told you can't and we're not going to save these POWs. And he does. He goes yeah. behind enemy lines uh, and he goes yeah. against the orders and he saves them and he's celebrated as a hero and Bradley is not. Yeah. And that uh, <clears throat> I think that's a, that's a really important factor that they made. I don't, forgive me, I don't know Bradley's part in comics, but if the story's the same, but I think that's a really important element that his story is pretty much identical to Steve Rogers' story in the sense of they both did the exact same thing with complete opposite con consequences. Oh, I suppose with, um, I mean, Steve Rogers wasn't, I mean, the kind of the big difference, were, you know, is that he was saving, you know, super troops, oh, super soldiers as well, which is, you know, Again, that that's kind of an interesting element, I thought, in terms of how the American military sort of kind of, you know, it's it's similar to Hydra in lots of ways, that they're kind mm -hmm. of creating these soldiers and then they're not sure what to do with them and they kind of just completely screw them over afterwards, you know. Um, and it becomes even easier when they're black, you know, clearly with Isaiah Bradley. And actually, it's interesting that this episode has come along at this time and, you know, discussing this about kind of, you know, comparing white soldiers against, you know, black soldiers and, because even recently, you know, there was, I don't know if you've seen this clip uh, in, in real life, I'm talking, of this black soldier who got stopped recently at like a petrol station and by, you know, two American police. And they were, you know, holding guns at him for, I, I mean, I think he like did like a minor traffic violation. Like, you know, he didn't even do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like barely anything. But the fact that they were, you know, pointing guns at him and telling him to get out of the car and he's there like, like I'm scared for my life. And he's a lieutenant in the army, you know, and he's being mm. treated like this by police, at, you know, in America, in the present day still. I mean, we only had George Floyd last year and, and you, know, you thought lessons would be learned from that. But bloody hell. I mean, it, it's just continues on. So, I mean, yeah, this episode for me was like particularly poignant for a variety of reasons and particularly with this, you know, Isaiah Bradley kind of backstory, really. It's, um, yeah, it's tragic, you know. It, it's, it's, another, it's another reason why I really want to, and maybe... I'm I'm very excited to see um, Sam Wilson Falcon's new suit made oh. by Wakandans, and it's kind of it, even more because we said it. I, I, Sam Wilson is someone who should be Captain America. Yeah, he, he just is. He he embodies the whole purpose and point of Captain America. That's exactly now he. I feel he doesn't even have to be called Captain America. But he should have the shield and he can still be called Falcon or um, but whatever. 
but Captain Falcon. Captain, I was playing around with that in my head. I was like, uh, Falcon America, the Falcon <laughs> American Captain, Captain Falcon. Uh, <laughs> How about Eagle? Because that's yeah. like American. And, you yeah, know. There you go. Now, we're talking, now you're talking. Now you're talking American. Uh, the right phrase is there. Um, yeah. It was a yeah. It was it was um, it was a really important scene. It was an extremely well acted scene. Uh, very well delivered scene. Really nicely shot and really important for the story. And I really hope uh, Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie, is a character I personally really want to see hmm. for the whole continuation of the next phases. I know that's like a commitment of at least 10 more years in the way Marvel do things, but I feel there's so much more story to be told around him. And I would love for him to have his own movie. But at the end of the day, I mean, these Disney Plus series, I like having a movie, but I would yeah. also like him to have more of a central role in future Avenger films. Or of that ilk coming up, I would I would love to see him in that Steve Rogers role. Uh, that that would be uh, I feel that would be a brilliant thing to see because yeah, Anthony I... Mackie is brilliant as uh, just an actor and as Sam Wilson. I mean, uh, uh, what is it? Is it the Adjustment Bureau? He did with yeah. Matt Damon, brilliant film, and Hurt Locker, and um. Uh, the guy's brilliant the guy's brilliant and pretty much more Mackie the better <laughs> that's that's the way I go more Mackie the better and I completely agree it's um he, he has done like I mean he's a great actor and I, I completely agree I, I feel that you know he is due a movie um especially with the way I mean we've discussed like this whole series for me feels like a kind of build up to launch him as a character and well, give these guys a, a joint film yeah, I mean, and to be honest, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I love, I, I, yeah, and I love the the way their relationship has grown over the series from being like kind of like you know, reluctant friends to like now like, you know, very again it, the the scene where they're kind of rebuilding the boat together, it, it's a really nice sort of buddy kind of moment between them, and especially it's been building up to that. I mean, you know, they are very similar in in the way they kind of idealize. Captain America and what it means and also, you know, kind of generally battling the forces of evil or not evil, you know, like able to kind of wrestle these questions, these moral questions in their head because, you know, they've been on, on certain sides and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel that like, you know, Disney, this is probably the start of, I reckon, you know, this phase is just going to be a combination of series and films, um, mm -hmm. which will intertwine together. I mean, there's so many things they can do with them and so many you know, any any story they want to tell, they can just either create it as a series or a film, or like, or you know, as a kind of or an element within a series to start, you know, building up into you know another element for a film. And you know, I, I think we're going to see some. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about this kind of in previous episodes as well. But you know, I mean, there's they've been so incredibly smart with how they've tied together, you know, countless films over the last you know fifteen twenty years and. Now I think, you know, they're just going to take it to the next level and combine, you know, series with films and just to have it going kind of back and forth and, you know, series introducing new characters and creating these new story arcs. Um, 
and we're we just going to be you know, it's just going to be amazing because it's going to be so i mean it's just it's so well interweaved as a network of just characters and, and concepts that it, it's yeah it's it's really interesting i mean it certainly worth you know makes having a disney plus subscription worth it you know i have to say uh because you know all of this is great content it just feels like kind of as you know broken up movies really um and then lining up new like even bigger movies and characters so yeah and we said we said it before isn't it we said t- we said in the sense that what these series do is they allow you to live in the mcu as it in a way because what I kind of feel what this kind of platform is for in the sense is all those times that you went into a Marvel film and in enjoyed the Marvel film, but there were elements you might not have understood or were there characters that you didn't realize had a history or, you know, there's all these kind of other elements to every single film that you don't need to pick up on the surface. Cause it, you know, it doesn't mean you miss what happens going on in the film, but, what it does mean is, you know, if you read the comics, you were like, oh, you know, that's that character from there. Oh, it's brilliant to see that's coming in or that storyline's coming in. And now what these Disney Plus series are is they are the comic books that sit in between the films. Yeah. They're, they're the like the buffer. So what we get to do now is I feel it will make a film a more enjoyable situation because you don't feel shortchanged so to speak on certain characters not having enough screen time not having enough backstory elements of uh, the film not being like fully filled out to what you hoped it would be because I feel that that's what they're trying to do they're trying to mesh these Disney plus series so that when you see the likes of She-Hulk and Miss Marvel and everybody like that make their big screen debuts you're already going to have a big backstory on them. So you're like, oh, of course, Miss Marvel, I love that series. You've already had like a six series, you know, epilogue just on that particular character. And yeah, that, like, yeah. that's the exciting thing. And But the, what's more exciting, I think, for... And I know we shout about Disney Plus a lot, and it's because they're working with two extremely popular and extremely well-loved properties. You can't... It's like you can't not... If you have the rights to Star Wars and you have the rights to Marvel, there's so much, so much. And I very much feel what Disney Plus are correcting, correcting, I don't know, maybe a strong word, but are correcting when it comes to Star Wars is that they're leaning in more Marvel approach because when the films, the original trilogy ended, There's so many books, there's so many comic books that ran for decades and so much story that has been loved by many fans for years and years and years. And you had the prequels and then you had loads of comics and books in between that and the the current sequels. Um, So I feel your your big thing there is lean into those stories. Just like in the same way that Kevin Feige and like the rest of the Marvel team like you can just handpick elements from eighty years worth of comic books. It's ridiculous, but I feel that's you know that's why we end up talking about series that sit on Disney Plus more because for me personally, and probably for you, did like they're so ingrained in us. Yeah. Star Wars was always a thing. Marvel was always a thing, even yeah. if it wasn't Marvel wasn't represented on the screen in the way it was now. But you yeah. still had. Um, 
superhero movies. Yeah, yeah, of course. All yeah, the I mean, growing up. Yeah. So, and you know, X Men movies have all been a big thing for at least twenty plus years. Yeah. Since I mean, the beginning of the noughties. So yeah, yeah, that's why we're living this world now, where it's just like happy content day, guys, because when this finishes, we're coming up to the end of April. You've got the Bad Batch Star Wars series. You've got the Loki series coming up. We've got all the other Marvel series, which I can't remember what order they're coming in, but Secret Invasion, Miss Marvel, like I just mentioned, the She-Hulk, Moon Knight. I mean, we've got Mandalorian Season 3. We've got the Book of Boba. We've got yeah. the um, the Rogue Squadron. can't remember exactly what it's called, like Fighter 1 series. You know, it's... Lean yeah. in. That's what I say. Lean all the way in. <laughs> I feel like Disney is endorsing working from home, you know, with all this content because it's like I don't, I don't ever want to commute again, you know, because if I'm able to just watch something in, you know, before or after work and just you know have just more time for it because it's just, oh, as you said, tons it's of also, content. It's also bringing back event television weekly. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right, and it's uh. A character in this, I mean, what, what do you reckon? Do you reckon, so Carly, as this, uh, you know, I mean, she's been building up as this sort of bad guy, not bad guy person, figure, you know, trying to do the right thing in the wrong ways. Um, do you think she's going to survive beyond the next episode? Or do you think she's, uh, you know, kind of told that, because uh, I'm wondering whether, like, she's going to be launched as a sort of character going forward as well, like how, you know, Zemo was, or what was the name of that French terrorist guy as well? The other guy, um, oh, yeah, who comes in at the end because they do an arms deal, don't they? Bat with the Batroc, is it Batroc or something? Yeah, Batroc, yeah. So I'm wondering whether she'll, yeah, kind of either die, well, not die, but get captured by Captain Eagle or Falcon or whatever we want to call him. I, I feel we could have like, um, we could have a kind of sacrifice situation where she puts her life in front of someone else's. Maybe she saves Captain Eagle from evil Captain America now. Uh, and I was like, why is evil Captain America going to be called? <laughs> Captain Communism or something? Captain, you know? Captain Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Versus Captain Communist. Maybe, you know, like John Walker goes, you know, Russian. You know? <laughs> Just, you know. Well, he's we, clearly, the thing is, is John Walker's clearly after, after her because he lies to um, Congress and he lies to the parents of his friends right. saying he got the person which he didn't he just got somebody else um, yeah. because it's it's Carly isn't it who punches the guy yes. yeah yeah, he, yeah. He's the one, she's the so, one who takes out Lamar yeah Battlestar yeah, yeah. so yeah. you know all going to work with him right now. yeah so I'm, I'm I mean yeah seeing him um, creating the evil shield also again like why is he making that shield out of that is it's going to sustain like being bounced off walls, you know, it's just, you know, it's just going to get like kind of dented every time he's like, Oh crap. Like, Oh, well, at least I've got the super serum, you know? Yeah. I mean, surely it's going to break in half when, when (laughs) punches it once. (laughs) Exactly. So it's, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that, you know, um, how that works out for him. Um, the frustration because it, like building a whole um, storage unit for Ikea and then as soon as you open the door, it falls apart. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, that which, you know, you know well from this weekend. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how Carly will, you know, whether they, you know, she will kind of die off in the next episode, as he said, like, you know, she could die off like saving uh, Sam and then that makes him learn another lesson or whatnot. And, uh, and then maybe, you know, evil Captain America, Captain Communism, or I don't know what Captain, I don't know what, what's the opposite of like America, like Captain, um, uh, Captain Hydra. Yeah, maybe Captain. I don't know, or, or like, um, I don't know, or Doctor America, Russia. <laughs> I don't know, but and whether yeah, and then he might become just the next villain, really. Um, after this whole thing, and obviously wants to take his revenge on, you know, everyone from. Uh, I from feel we might, to, I feel we might see a John Walker pop up somewhere else. Definitely, yeah. The case, and he might be full Hydra by then, or if Hydra's still a thing, but I feel it very much is. It, it Hydra serves as a very good bad guy because you can have multiple villains under the Hydra banner, yeah. uh, and you can just put it. It can work well in it, in most storylines. And as you said, I mean, with you know the introduction of you know this Valentina power broker figure and how she's going to use him and and what ends you know that and. If she does have this history with Hydra, as you said in the comics, maybe this will like continue on like into this storyline. Um, you know, it, it's possible, and and yeah, I, I'm wondering. You know, so looking forward to the the last episode to see you know what exactly happens, who gets killed off, who yeah sacrifices what, um, whether Sam gets his you know Wakandan suit. Um, uh, it looks so cool. I can't wait for that. Yeah, it, it's. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so there's so much kind of to to look forward to, really, and and now that, and also you know the Wakandans now have Zemo as well, and wondering what they're going to do with him and whether he'll come back in the future as a you know because I mean they they restored Bucky you know to his original prominence, so you know will Captain will uh, Captain Zemo <laughs> will Zemo become a um, an ally in the future, really, um, because he's kind of been an ally now, you know, he's shown that he's like on both sides of the the moral fence, so. Um, and again, and this is kind of what makes me wonder that you know the fact that Zemo is still alive and has this thing against you know super troops, you know super soldiers, and and against the serum and stuff. And now that we've got evil Captain America and Carly and Co. And yeah, whether he'll kind of like play back into it and and help Wakandans or Sam or whoever really to defeat these you know these new super soldiers really. Please, can we get the Flag Smashers renamed to Carly and Co? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carly and Co, yeah, just cash, you know, more cash. It's Carly and Co. <laughs> <laughs> Actually sounds like some sort of like interior design company, doesn't it? Like, oh, we're Carly yeah. and Co. We come in and like splat our blood all over your walls, you know, and <laughs> take out your pillars with American troops, you know. <laughs> um, it's teeing up to something good. It's uh, it's been an, it's been a different because WandaVision was so different. It's been a different series. But it's been an enjoyable series, and I feel the cherry on the top, which has made this series what it is, is just all down to the Bucky and Sam Wilson relationship. Yeah. It's yeah. so brilliantly done. And we see it again after they have their real talk yeah. and chat in the garden when they walk away. It's like, you know, well, we're kind of, you know, we're, fr we're both mutual friends of the same friends, you know, so, you know, so that's like, we're not we're not partners or we're partners. Well, we're not partners. You know, we're just, 
we just know each other and we work. We're not like we're colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, that so, banter is just so brilliant. <laughs> and who knows? Even soon they might even be brother-in-laws. You know, uh, with uh, the way Bucky oh, was coming on to Sarah. You know, true. Where's Bucky? Brilliant. It was so brilliant. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. <laughs> hey, like, oh. so then, yeah. like <laughs> you better not. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm know still, your place, Bucky. Know your place. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I'm still so amazed. Like now, I'm like seeing on the screen the uh, kind of training montage scene um, when they're kind of in the garden throwing the shield around. Like, how is Sam able to catch that shield without it taking off his arm? And like on the leather straps as well. Like every time. I mean, and also like rebounding it round and just catch. And then he catches it later on with his hands. I mean, you know, like you know, kudos to him. But man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so perplexed by that. <laughs> There'd be two elements if I ever did that training myself. One, I would find it very hard to actually hit a tree <laughs> for it to bounce back. And two, if I did and it did bounce back, it's just knocking me out. That's all that's happening there. I'm going to Captain America myself, you know, in terms of like beheading myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, or it's just taking my arm clean off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm always amazed by like, you know, how... how it's an interesting shield, isn't it? It's like, uh, you know, I wonder if the shield has some sort of like, I don't know, the fact that it is kind of you know, magical vibranium, like, does it have some? What would make more sense is if it had like, um, uh, almost like a ma magnetic element that you yeah. have there as part of your suit. So it just stuck straight back into that original place. Or like with the Black Panther suit, that kind of moulds to a body that has kind of thrown it or something. It's like familiar yeah. with it or I don't know, because, yeah, I mean, just pretty amazed by everyone's skills with it and kind of like launching it around and being able to sort of, you know, um, catch it like a Frisbee, really. <laughs> Almost like a, a you know, enlarged Captain American Frisbee. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, this training montage scene, as you said, like it's so epic and it. It really does. It's so epic because it kind of like, you know, the episode ends with it. So you just know that the next, you know, the final episode is going to be this kind of massive finale with, I'm sure, a lot of action. Because, I mean, even this one, you know, like the kind of first scene between, you know, uh, Sam and, and, and Bucky against, um, against John, John Walker, Captain America. I mean, that was a great fight scene as well and, and pretty brutal, um, you know, seeing them break his arm and things like that. So... Seeing what, what will come next, I feel that, you know, we're already getting this in the prequel, or like the pre kind of the semi final episode. You know, what is the final episode going to bring in? You know, similar to WandaVision, it's probably going to be massively explosive and, you know, some tragedy and some twists and turns and some overcoming and, you know, some shock surprises. Oof, it's, it's all, I'm sure it's going to have it all. So looking forward to, to what it will bring. And also, you know, as we've been saying, what it's going to tee up for in the future. You know, yeah. what, will, what will the final scene be? <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. It's very exciting. Join us next week, guys. It's going to be brilliant. Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Elder Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you. Uh -huh.